watching too much, like you said, Tony Robinson lately. Yeah. Robinson? Like Robinson and Caro or Crusoe or what do you what do you Robin? Tony Dummy, it's Robbins. Hey, are we, are we live yet first? Yeah. If we're live, you gotta say hi to Randy and his little buddy Luke. Yes. Beat you to it. Yep, you're quick. <laughs> so in case you guys are wondering, we have a new member of our group now. <laughs> we held auditions behind the scenes. Nobody knew about it. And uh, we got this handsome young man to join our group, Mr. John Pastorello from... Is that how you pronounce it, John? Pastorello. Pastorello. Yep, John Pastorello. Makes me hungry for Italian sandwiches. <laughs> but Mr. John Pastorello from Refrigeration technologies sent me a bunch of stuff like this giant juice box bag here i haven't tasted it yet but it's this is I like bet you we can all show something just flavored wait wait i'm gonna flex on you right now bill hold on oh yeah hold on. i'll flex and rip my shirt off look at that stuff <laughs> hold on that was if my favorite part. no if you're in the know then you get the foreign bottles of nylog Ooh, Ooh fancy so hey, let me ask you something john that bottle that bill just held up where it has the marker the handwriting on it Mm-hmm. Yes. Who has who wrote that? I did. Oh, so that's awesome. Steve. That was my favorite part because I was hoping that was you who wrote it, and I'm Gosh. actually not going to use it. I'm going to put it on my shelf as a souvenir because you are <laughs> one of the greats, and I swear to God, that's my opinion. What I'm right do. over here next to my dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, a true man. story. True story. So, so since I'm surrounded by beards, I'm going to show you my beard days here. Nice. <laughs> What's up? Not uh, your average joke. Oh, that's not oh, too on the left. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Nice. And now, am I better looking than Joe or what? I'd say uh, you're better. I mean, I mean you look pretty familiar. Coming back from a telling back. I, I, yeah. I passed the bum on the street today. I thought it was better looking than Joe. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can give you my beard story if you'd like to hear that. Go sure. for it. Yeah. Okay. So back in the olden days, I was uh, at this dive bar in a back room uh, fixing a uh, ice machine. And I hear the owner, one of the owners, he was on the telephone and he goes, I got this kid here and he's charging me $25 an hour to fix his ice machine. Can you imagine that? $25. We're in the wrong wow. business. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, I hear him say, I'd like to pay him off with beer, but I don't think he's old enough to drink. <laughs> so, so after that service call, I decided to grow a beard, and that, that made life much easier. Yeah. Uh, before the beard, better, I'd yeah. hand the customer uh, – a uh, bid to do a job, $600. They give me that look in their eye like, I'm going to call somebody else. Mm-hmm. But with the beard, uh, it was like carrying my resume with me. Exactly. And, uh, so and the yeah, bigger, the smarter you are. They, they, they tell me, gee, you know, when can you start? Instead of, you know. So that, you was, that, that was the reaction I got. Did you so, did you I don't start it the bigger the smarter bill? Yeah, that's I, exactly I right. The bigger the scruffier, the the more of a homeless person you look like. So <laughs> you know how easy it is. To eat, I, like I can eat popcorn, and the popcorn that I drop never hits the couch. True, <laughs> that's a good bonus. And you can have it the next day. 
But if you were like me, you would just eat the popcorn when it falls on the ground and freak your kids out because they're like, oh, my God, you're going to catch a disease. Well, it's California. I can't blame them. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you sound you sound like you started pretty early then, John. Is that uh, is that the case? Uh, It was in my early 20s. Yes. How did you get involved with uh, refrigeration and HVAC in general? Well, I started out as a bench chemist. And the lab I was working for kind of went under. And so I was out of a job. And uh, what came up was uh, uh, this company was hiring, big, big company was hiring um, installers, no experience necessary, $5 an hour to start. And that was big payback in the 70s, early 70s. So I said, well, you know, I'll go do this gig for a couple weeks until I can find another lab position and um, I, I really enjoyed the work, uh, got out there, uh, worked my ass off, got the uh, endorphins going and every day was something new. We're in the lab. Every day was the same. Uh, it was like, uh, working on an assembly line. So, um, you know, I, they, they sent me out and trained me to be a service tech and, uh, never fulfilled the, their promise. So I went to work for a couple uh, local mom and pop refrigeration companies, but every time winter came, you know, you were, you, you weren't getting any hours. Uh, Chris will yeah. tell you that. Yeah. In California. And yeah, so, that's, that's uh, probably one of the worst doing that. You know? And I, and I just picked up side jobs during then and it eventually turned into a business, got my contractor's license. And, you know, before you knew it, I was going full bore. Then grew the beard and business got really better. <laughs> I tried to shave my beard off a couple of weeks ago and it just poof, comes right back. I think the older you get, the faster it grows, just poof, right in there. But, um, well, I, right before the show started, got a really interesting phone call and I actually have to go to work right now. Adam, will you pull the screen share real quick? So this is a horrible picture, but um, customer just called and said that last night, They think it happened last night. Someone went to their refrigeration unit that's on their back dock, and you could tell it was a tweaker, and they stole all the copper lines. And these are the pictures that he just sent me. Wow. So You know what you should do? You should go there with your leak detector and be like, I don't know. I can't find the leak. (laughs) Yeah, just keep putting gas in it. Yep. (laughs) So it's completely missing the suction line. Uh, Luckily, it looks like from the pictures they sent me that it's broken at my Unistrut clamp right here. So I'm hoping that there's no more damage and I only have to replace the suction line Yeah, but, and hope that the low pressure control worked and shut the compressor off. Well, do me a favor, I, Chris. Yes. If, uh, since you have to leave like the most important night, you know, of your week on a weekly yeah. basis, mm-hmm. make sure you give them the big picture. <laughs> oh, they're getting a big picture repair on this one. You better just replace the whole system. <laughs> The yeah. sad thing is, is I kid you not, I just put that condensing unit and replaced the evaporator and redid the line set probably a year and a half ago. So now are they going to cage it in? Can they cage it in? What's going on now? No, they, they, this restaurant, this has happened out before. They've stolen stuff before. So, and, you know, I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do? Maybe they'll pay. I'm, I mean, I'm going to fix this tonight. Maybe they'll have us remove all the equipment on the roof. But I've actually had, to be honest with you, um, when I go there, I'm going to go on the roof because at this restaurant, I've had these same people do this to all the air conditioning 
units on the roof. Mm. They climbed up there and kicked all the drain lines off and broke them underneath the ceiling. So they had to have oh, plumbers wow. come in. So we'll see if there's more. But it looks like they were in a hurry, and you could tell they clearly didn't have tools because they just kicked it and broke it and twisted it until it snapped the pipe. Yeah, so. I have had a couple of tweakers do that in the Detroit market that I work in. Yeah, this is uh, this is in San Bernardino, so it's not the greatest area here I've, in SoCal. I've seen a couple uh, HVAC companies that were slow do that as well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> What are you implying there, bud? Okay, don't even because I wasn't there. Yeah. He's hired some inside yeah. job. He hired some people. He's gone. He hired some people. Yeah, take it out. Twenty bucks to a tweaker, they'll kick it off. I talked yeah. to Chris earlier today, and it's like uh, two o'clock his time. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just watching a little TV." I'm like, "What? It's two yeah, o'clock." He's work. like, "Dude, I don't have any work. I'm just sitting around the house." Well, yeah. little did we know, he did a little work last night. Yeah, but but anyways, guys, I'm gonna have to let you go because I got to go handle this service call. All right. Um, sorry to cut this interview short, John. I know the guys will take care of the rest of it. I'm just remember this, John, when you're thinking about sending out stuff to people and t-shirts and everything that somebody here let you down. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't right. us. I'm, I'm sure he'll be stopping in soon. Yeah. Oh, Oh, see, yeah, I see, about John that. and I are like, hey, John, can I stop by real quick? And Recipes. damn it. So, uh, yeah, you suck up. Let's see how that goes. All right, guys. We'll All see right. you guys later. Okay. Adios. All right. Now that the right. dead weight is gone. And now we can get to the real thick of things. <laughs> you ever blow up anything in your lab, John, when you're like mixing up chemicals and you're just going at it, trying to figure out the, I don't know, the next best, greatest product? Yes. Backfire. Yes. Really? What's the uh, the most interesting or worst experience of that? Actually, I was just boiling off some alcohol in some powder. Uh, I was working on checkmate detector tubes in in the early R and D of it, and I had my heat up too high, and instead of the alcohol just slowly evaporating off, it just blew the hell out of everything that was in the uh, beaker. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, see, yeah. Big Clyde would call that a, a woof, woofer. A woofler. Woofler, yeah. Woofler, yeah. You, you know, I'm, I'm glad actually, and somebody in chat just uh, mentioned it as well about uh, checking moisture in the system, and you just said checkmate. And I, w- I think a lot more guys should know about this, to be honest, because I oh, think it's amazing. Him. Did you tell Chris we should get him on the phone and tell him to bring it out to that system when he's done? <laughs> after it rained as well yeah tell us about it. what is this checkmate stuff you're speaking of here joe well i i, well, either, I, I, I let john talk about it i could help him talk back, about it but go ahead back in 1995 uh there was this company called carrier they came out with this uh detector tube for measuring um acid and moisture in a refrigeration system and uh, I took a look at it and I then looked up their patent and everything. And, and it was just a little detector tube. You'd hook it on to the liquid line and wait 10 minutes. And it would give you some color changes, letting you know if there was acid or moisture in the system. And I looked at it and I go, this can't work. And I looked into their patent and, you know, I said, no, this is not going to work. And at that time, uh, Big Blue was in all the carrier wholesale houses. And then we got kicked out and replaced by uh, a blue leak detector uh, uh, from their total line. 
And so it kind of pissed me off. So I said, <laughs> you know what, I'm, I'm going to go after him and develop a, a, a test kit that will actually measure acid and moisture and refrigerant gas. And at that time, people were reclaiming gas, especially R12. And they wanted to know if it was clean enough to put back in a system. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure it didn't have any acid, of course. And if it did have acid, you just turn it in for recycling. But you want to make sure it didn't have too much moisture. Uh, otherwise, it had to be got and reclaimed. So we came up with this acid and moisture test kit. And later on, um, uh, it, it, that, that has its limitations because it's only good for uh, testing recovered gas. And for testing acid and moisture levels in a actual working system, you actually have to look at the condition of the oil because 90% of all your contaminants are going to be in the oil phase, not in the refrigerant. So what's a good so way to do that? I developed a tube that would uh, sample a couple drops of oil through the Checkmate device and change anywhere from one to six different colors, telling you the degree of contamination in your system. Wow. So that was that's a Checkmate device. So it's very game, popular in Europe. Uh, I mean, we sell more of these dictatorial tubes in Europe than we ever want to produce. And in, in the U.S., it never really grabbed hold. It never took hold because the sad fact is that most technicians, they don't check for acid. Nope. You know, uh, you come across problems, you know, these, these companies are changing a compressor, big compressors. And let's say a year later, it's happening mm -hmm. again. And they're thinking, uh, maybe if it was a burnout or not a burnout, oh. uh, who cares? A new compressor has oil. Eh, the system's good. But, you know, stuff could be trapped. There could be moisture in the system. There could be acid still in the system. And people are not doing a simple check. And that's what – it's crazy how just a simple check could, could fix things or to find out things and, and isolate certain problems, but they're not doing it. It's just weird. I, I've done it. And um, there's, there, there's shadier tests out there that people have done. Hey, you know what? Maybe I've used it once as well. Or even um, – uh flushing chemicals i never use flushing chemicals but um it's just it's just amazing how something so simple people could do and they don't do it i don't i don't, I don't get it it's, yeah it's, i've never it's, actually uh I've never it looks seen like a thought before. to be honest with you Let's check i don't think i've ever seen in any of the supply houses that i frequent and that's right. you have to get it's one of those products you have to ask for really well yeah, yeah. here's the thing john yeah. uh my local distributor that i buy from I was trying to push your products because they have this like these BS cleaners and leak detectors and like no name brand crap that it just not it doesn't hold up to like big blue and all that. Look at this guy. Yes. So um, I asked him, I'm like, what about, you know, the refrigeration technology stuff? And the guy's like, what's that? And uh, he's like, that's like a no name company or something. I'm like, you guys, you see the nylog you have on your counter? Well, yeah. That's refrigeration technologies. Yeah, you, need yeah. to, <laughs> you need to look at their other products, you know? Actually, there was a question um, before I even started from Europe. Uh, they were curious, John, to see if you guys are thinking of maybe... Uh, uh, he's saying they, he can't find you in Europe. I don't, I don't know if that's what he means by that, but... I guess you want your product, but they don't have it in Europe. Do they have your product in Europe or is it just online there? There's some dialogue there, but what happens with Europe is it, 
the cost of shipping goods and the duties getting in, it makes the product completely unaffordable. Um, consider that we have to ship the product from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast, then it goes on a boat, and then it gets there eventually, and the cost of landing is, uh, we can't compete with the locals producing local chemicals there. That's, now, uh, we just sell a lot of checkmate there because nobody else has a product like that in Europe. We do a very little uh, with Nylog and uh, in, in Big Blue there. Uh, we have a, a pretty good distributor in, in, in the UK, uh, but everyone that's tried to uh, sell our products in Europe just uh, hasn't been able to break ice. Have you have you ever thought about possibly having a second manufacturing facility and actually manufacturing it there, so you don't have to go through the ex, the extra cost of shipping? <clears throat> yes, I have a, 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 a master distributor in 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 Belgium, and they looked into the possibility of us uh, using a fill plant there, and I gave them a formulation for Big Blue. And uh, it wasn't the actual formulation, but it was just to test them. And uh, th what we found out is they could not get in Europe, they cannot source the same materials that we can here in the United States. They have a very limited uh, amount or variety of chemicals they can draw from in Europe. We're in the United States, we can draw from hundreds of thousands of different raw materials. They only can draw from about 10,000 different materials. And what they tried to do is they tried to do the, tried to make the best substitute in Big Blue and it came out looking like cottage cheese. So <laughs> we gave up on that. So here's the thing, everyone that's used your products, they think it's far superior because listen, here's, a, here, here, here's the, I think the disconnect, right? A lot of these people that are making products for HVAC don't actually do HVAC. You did HVAC and you were also a chemist, right? So you have a leg up on everyone. Um, so, I mean, we, we don't have a huge platform here, but there's people that watch us. Like coming from the guy that called bullshit on Carrier, what are your like Starship products that everyone should know about, you know? I want to say everybody products? should know about Big Blue. Um. Actually, our best seller is the Viper aerosol coal cleaner. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, yep. the reason for that is that can of coal cleaner, that lasts you one service call. A bottle of Big Blue is going to last you three, six months. So there's there's turnover on, on the coil cleaner. That's why wow. coil cleaner is a big business because it turns fast. Gasket and bread sealant, it going to last you six I, months. I so guess a yeah. little tiny bottle of nylon, uh, big blue, three to six months, but the cleaners repeated turn. But I guess like what I'm asking you as well is like, what products do you think that you make that are far superior to everyone else on the market? Well, I hope every single one, because you know, we have every a very year. small line, but um, what we make, we're the best at, I think. So basically, uh, it's like very um, clean as far as chemistry goes to where we don't have any carcinogens. We don't have any VOCs. We don't have uh, anything 
that would throw up a red flag with uh, any big companies that are screening chemicals to be used by their employees. Uh, so uh, in that realm of products, uh, I, I think, you know, we have the best performing line of chemicals. Yeah, Huseman HVAC here in the chat brings up a good point. Those uh, hand wipes that you got. I got a tub of those too. Those things, yes. are, those things are great. They're much better than the shark wipes. I think that's what they're called, the shark wipes or whatever. And those other off-brand ones you can pull off the shelf. But uh, yeah, those, those hand wipes that you got, I don't know what it is, but they're not as gritty. They um, they have a, more of a pleasant smell, and they do I don't know a better job of cleaning my hands anyway. Yeah, there's it's two sided. One hand is a, one side of the cloth is smooth, and the other one is abrasive. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to start wiping with the other side. <laughs> yes, um. <laughs> there's a company. There's a company that we don't actually make their cloth or anything, but um, I prescribed a formulation for them to use. So they have their buckets ready, and they just load it with the formulation that I gave them uh, for doing the hand wipes. Well, speaking of formulas, I'm curious how many people like know the formulas of your products. Is it like a like it's just just written down on a napkin, locked in a safe somewhere, or do you have like a whole team of people that know it so they can produce all your products? Yes. Well, not a whole team. What we do is, you know, we have our formulations in house here. And in case we have equipment failures, our field equipment goes out, um, we have a, a backup uh, field plant that we, I, we actually own some stock in it. My family owns stock in it. So we're actually small minority owners in this field plant. And uh, we, we ever have any problems here, we get overloaded with orders. We just throw it over to, to a, a co-packager, as we would call it, and uh, you know they. Since I'm, a, I'm an owner, my my order goes to the top of the list, and within a couple of days they can fill my warehouse. Wow! So yeah, <clears throat> we have that nice little relationship. Now um, we know moisture loves to get into things no matter what. Somebody had a good question here. Sean was asking, does Nylog have an expiry date? No. No, it's unlimited shelf life because it's oil. And oil was down in the ground billions of years before we were here. <laughs> that's that's a that's actually a good point too, Joe. Like on the nylog, John, there's a huge controversy obviously about nylog. Why don't can you talk about like a little bit about what's in it and why it's okay to use it? Because there's a lot of people that are like, don't use it. Just use oil. Just use oil or don't use anything. Yeah, um, we did a lot of helium leak testing, and we found that lubricating a thread was better than, if not superior, to using pipe dopes and paste and whatever. And so, uh, uh, red is basically mineral oil, but it's built to where uh, it's got this very sticky, tacky viscosity. And uh, Nylog stands for New York Life Oil and Gas, and that's where I got some something. of the that's where I got some of the basic research way, 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 you know, back in '93. Uh, I was researching chemicals, and I came across some bizarre chemistries, and so I copied it in the lab. But I didn't know at that time what I was going to use it for, and then I finally just thought, well, let's try it on threads. 
in, in gaskets and let's send it out for helium leak detection and see um, how well uh, we stand up against competitive products. And once we got the uh, lab results back, we said, yeah, let's, let's do, uh, let's, let's make a product out of it. So since you're and it was a little difficult because it's a non-hardening, non-drying material. People are used to putting pipe dope on a thread mm -hmm. and tighten the threads down and it dries, it cures, it gets hard. And this is a, a lube, it's a lubricant and assembly lubricant. And, you know, people, I get calls from people. They said, you know, we put this nylog stuff on our threads, but, you know, it never cured. And they were worried about putting pressure on the system and hoping it wasn't going to leak because it never cured. And I said, no, no, that's not, that's exa not exactly how it works. But, what, what? but finally, after all these years, because I came out with it in 93, and then in about 2007, people started to discover with the 410A mini splits and the flares that it actually did stop leaks better than uh, all the other stuff out there. So what would happen if it actually was introduced, if somebody was a little sloppy with it and uh, careless and they uh, got it on the Schrader valve or something like that? They got it inside. Or if like they dumped it all over a TXV like Joe did in a YouTube video <laughs> once. <laughs> well, globs of it on this. Not a thing. Not a thing will happen because it's a liquid. It's indigenous of the base oil. There's no solid materials in there. And it was designed for the sole purpose of uh, if it got in your system, it would be part of the refrigeration oil. And it's done, you can look on our website and you can see the lab testing we've done to show that <clears throat> the Nylog is not only compatible, but with all refrigeration fluids, the metals and whatever, uh, but is also miscible with the oil down to minus 30 degrees. You know what so I wanted to do. There's no, no no basis in fact that someone is going to plug up a system with nylog because it's oil, it's a lubricant, it's the base lubricant. Oh. Nylog red is mineral oil. Nylog blue is POE. See, I yeah. want to take a, a refrigeration system, pull the compressor out, drain all the oil out, and then refill it with that same amount of oil, but nylog, <laughs> and then brace it back into the system, <laughs> charge it back up, and let it run. And see how that goes. There's a bench. That's, that's what I want to do. Do you want to be a part of this phenomenal experiment? <laughs> Actually, we did the compatibility tests at 10% nylon. And I'm doing 100 percent Go big or go. Yeah, more. but you know. 100 percent 100 no oil, all nylog. It, it would be it, like saying, okay, I'm gonna drain the oil out of my car engine and fill it up with ST. Lucas. Yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, what we're known for is pushing the envelope on this channel, John. That's what we're doing. You do it at ten percent, we're going a hundred. We're going big. Yeah, first or last, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> so, no, you know what? Having a small van like myself, honestly, I have to give it up to the to the new design of the uh, you know the coil cleaners. How they're compact. You know, a couple, let's say four jugs in my van, and you're taking up a big corner of space. You know what I mean? Right so here, I think. Man. Uh, I like that idea. Yeah, look how small that is. Nine and gallons, it's concentrated, right? Nine gallons. Yeah, concentrated. Yes. So, 
Yeah, you know, the, the one thing I was sorry to cut you off, Joe. It's all good. But the uh, the one thing I was kind of uh, when I seen these, you know, through social media and whatnot, I was like, man, if you put these in your van, they're gonna bounce around, they're gonna break, they're gonna spill open. You know, that was one of my biggest concerns. But I've had uh, I got two of these. The uh, condenser cleaner is on my van right now, and they're a, they're a pretty legit uh, pouch. It doesn't seem. You know, I, I don't think it's going to burst open at any time. And also, it doesn't seem to freeze. I didn't realize that. I thought it would freeze. Well, it's so concentrated. There's very little water in there, and water is going to be the first thing that freezes. Oh, um, we, we, on our on our YouTube page, we have uh, a demo where we dropped uh, a gallon of water and uh, uh, a, a, a venom pack like that off of about a 20-foot roof drop, and the venom pack didn't bust. Nice. So it's it's what you're looking at there with those packages is nothing new. It is actually the future. The days of uh, cleaners and a lot of yes. a lot of your different products coming in plastic jugs is uh, is going by the wayside because it ships at much less weight, so it's more economical mm -hmm. and. Uh, using a more concentrated version of a uh, any product any cleaning product is going to save you money hmm. now i want to go back to uh, alaska big part of the community he asked a question i don't have it maybe adam or john could uh touch up on it what was it so i can't really relate uh can you ask john if there will be ever be a conversion kit on the new calgon coil gun to rt dilution ratios right dilution ratios i'm assuming no, okay. I can't help them out with their own product. Uh -huh. Nobody can. <laughs> They've asked. I got to tell you something, though. Like, it's so weird because those guns, they look the same. And uh, I've had, uh, I've used the new Calgon in the past. But when I bought the Viper gun and I used the Viper cleaner, it's so much better. It's so much better. Is it not? I can't wait for summertime now just so I can use it. <laughs> I, I actually I actually brought the foam gun to market in 1995 when I came out with the first coil brightener that you'd spray on a coil and um, it'd start to create foam and push out the dirt. I was the first one to do that, and uh, I, I used I teamed it up with a foam gun because I envisioned walking up to a coil like putting out a fire with foam and just dousing the coil in foam and let it do its thing and then rinse it down. And I found this foam gun that was being manufactured in Pennsylvania by a, a, a very reputable company called Gilmore up in uh, Somerset, Pennsylvania. And um, they let me play with the gun and they let me play with the jetting on it. And I got the jetting just about right. And uh, uh, they started making the gun to my specs. Uh, and you know, two or three years later, um, all the other chemical companies, uh, my competitors, uh, went to the same manufacturer and and they copied my uh, alkaline coil brightener. Uh, first one to do it was uh, Stuart Hall. Uh, they were a company that produced Renews. The next company that did it was uh, Virginia. Uh, they came out with uh, Alkafoam. And then several years later, uh, Calgon came out with New Bright. So they pretty much ran me out of the market uh, because they had such uh, 
a stranglehold on the distribution. So now that we're calling these guys out, uh, I think we should uh, make a point to say, if you have an opportunity to buy refrigeration technologies, these guys came up with it. And if there's new Calgon on the shelf, like, come on, guys. What are you going to buy? Yeah, buy it. It'll be cheap. Thank you. Garbage. Seriously. <laughs> I gotta, I, I'm going to go touch on one thing on the dialogue. I don't know if everyone's seen this or not, but if, if you guys have been to AHR, um, it's a it's an event, right? You're there, yes. John. It's an event. And I've seen, before I knew of John P- Pastorello and before I knew of Refrigeration Technologies, I did know of Nylog. And I remember seeing the Nylog wheel with like 10 gallons of Nylog in uh, some yeah. container and it like spins around. What is that for? Is it like a game? It's just like the dis- well, to check it for the dollar. Well, let me show you a picture here. Hold on. Yep. Look at that shirt. Amazing. <laughs> Grandfather. Let's see. I don't know how that. Oh, we, we're, we're in your frame. That's awesome. Thanks for having us in your room there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the wheel. So, oh, he's holding uh, it up. That is me stretching Nylog out of a clear casserole bowl. Oh, yeah. And oh. I got tired of doing that at trade shows. And so I developed a wheel that would do the same uh, trick. Oh, like a, like a, and, laffy, like a taffy wheel. Yeah. 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 Taffy wheel like. And, um, you know, so that saved a, a lot of labor there. So I have, a, I have a dream and a goal in life that one day I could afford to buy enough Nylog and recreate that wheel and just put it in my living room as like a display piece. And just, uh, it's a decoration. People come over, what is that? It's a, you know, it's an artwork. It's a piece of art over there. It yeah, is artwork. It is. I want to open up. If you look up in Google, you put in Pastorello Patton. Um, some of my patents come up, and one will be um, called Viscoelastic Display. And I show a little miniature version of the nylon wheel um, in a little case that's doing pulling nylog and uh, you know you can get tricky with it you can put like fluorescent dye in it and she'll put a black light on it or throw glitter in there and mm-hmm. I put it in as, as a patent uh, hoping that I would sell it like lava lamps mm-hmm. uh, and actually contacted the lava lamp people and they got really angry at me so how much nylog do you have like in your warehouse right now like gallons wise what's that how much nylog do you have sitting in your warehouse right now or your fat whatever your lab or whatever it is um nylog doesn't sit in our warehouse (laughs) yeah nylog as soon as it's made it's it's got a home it's made for most maybe we have right now and we have uh two people coming in tomorrow uh, Saturday and and filling nylon and um, so you don't have enough for us to fill up a kiddie pool and take it down. Yeah, to I mean, it, that's like we're supplying we're supplying the world with nylon. It's, it's unbelievable. The thing is, like Chris keeps asking me to come and visit him in California and hang out, and that's one of his things. He's like, we can go to Refrigeration Technologies, and we're gonna fill up a bathtub there full of Nylog, and we're just gonna get and take turns sitting in the bathtub. And I'm like, dude, 
I, I'm, I'm down for this. <laughs> I this video at one time, uh, a Nylog video, where um, I would throw Nylog into this big pool and have, you know how they used to have the ladies do the mud wrestling? Mm -hmm. I was going to have Nylog, Nylog mud wrestling. Uh, nice. I actually got a hold of... Uh, That's a good YouTube. Girls that were willing to do it <laughs> until they saw how sticky and gooey it was and how difficult it was going to be to get off their body, and they didn't no, want any part yeah. of it. But, John, you, you and I know. High-end hookers. You need to get the low-end hookers. Right. Look at the T-shirt you're wearing. Money money talks. Mm -hmm. Money talks. BS walks, man. <laughs> um, I was going to ask something here. Uh, you were talking about dates. Oh, uh, for the moisture testers, do they have dates? Are they? Because I have – let's be honest here. Is it? Can I use it after two years, let's say? Um, yeah. Being in the truck, let's say. No. No. Um, unfortunately, the moisture detector tube is only good for about 90 days. And the reason for that is that moisture will actually, and, it, and this sounds unbelievable, little tiny molecules of moisture will actually diffuse through the glass and I've heard of that before. And be absorbed onto the. Uh, it doesn't do the same with uh, like POE oil in the the plastic jugs. It'll actually go through the uh, the plastic that's container. What like, that's what I'm thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now you know. Um, let me let me. We no yeah. longer make moisture detector tubes. We no longer make the acid detector tubes. The problem was um, the people supplying us with materials. Mm -hmm. COVID nineteen took them out. Oh man. So we only make uh checkmate uh detector tube for determining contaminants in the oil phase, which was ninety percent of what we were selling anyway. Yeah. So, so you which, have any which should have a longer shelf life than the moisture one, correct? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Two to three years. Oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you have any new, like, I, I feel like, uh, you know, before you got on here, you're back in your lab and you look like Doc Brown with like goggles on and somebody comes in and you turn around, you're like, great, Scott, you got like beakers boiling and everything. So I'm wondering, do you have like uh, a new product that you're playing with now and that it's like top secret that uh, you can give us a little hint on? No, they don't. Those kind of ideas don't come around every day. And, uh, um, what about you know, I, like the Nylog White? I had been working with. Um, well, I do all the repairs here in, in in the shop and in the warehouse with the equipment and everything. And I had been swearing off uh, Teflon tape because you know you get these fittings here and you put Teflon on this threaded fitting and you screw this together um, and you torque it down after a while it ends up splitting the female yeah mm -hmm. and, and I've seen that over and over again and I got tired of repairing that so I started using this uh, heavy-duty silicone that I have in the lab and screwing it together and then maybe putting maybe another uh, uh, half to a full turn on it and never leaks and I don't get any more splitting. So um, I, I, what really got me interested was to develop a product 
like that was I have this um, pump flange. Mm-hmm. Let me get it in the picture here. I don't know if you've ever seen this pump flange. Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. And they tell you to um, use uh, use Teflon tape and screw it in here. And same results. I mean, this is strong. This is polypropylene. It's as yeah. strong as a hockey puck. And the meat on this, you know, and I, and I still on the pumps, we got about three or four pumps. I kept on replacing these flanges. And, God, it was still splitting. And the other problem was uh, they give you a paper-thin gasket here on the back. And uh, they tell you not to put any uh, dressing on the gasket. Just put it on there dry and only tighten the bolts to 12 pounds torque. Well, 12 pounds torque is nothing, you know. It's a little bit more than snug. And uh, we could pump water through. We could pump detergents through. and But every time we pump glycol, propylene glycol through, I get sweating around the edges, and I get sweating around uh, the bolts here. And so one day I decided to disassemble it and get the heavy-duty silicone and slather it on the gasket and slap it on the pump. And now we can pump uh, glycol uh, all day long and never get a leak at, at 12 pounds torque. That's why on the, this bottle here, uh, let me get it in the frame here. It says for gas, water, air, glycol. Awesome. It's funny you say that because Adam, the other day, I think you said it, Adam. It seems to me glycol is. What were you saying? Because you seem. I said like it, you, you you didn't you didn't agree with me at first. I said it's it's yeah. more prone to leak. Uh, but I said, reason, listen, you'll you have see a leak. It shouldn't leak. You'll you'll have you'll see a glycol leak before you'll see a water leak. Uh, yes. And I've seen like pro press fittings, certain brands of pro press press fittings. If you're running a glycol system, they'll change color around the joints like it's a weird thing that happens you know what i mean um and it's something with like glycol is like almost thinner than water or something like it wants to leak out i don't know what it is i'm not a chemist it's a solvent. yeah okay oh, it's it a is solvent. a solvent piece okay yeah now okay. another thing that i was noticing when i was i did the plumbing around here um i had to replace a water heater and i noticed the old water heater had this clump of calcium building up on the hot water side and I'm sure you've seen on the hot water outlet on, on uh, any water heaters. I, I have it at home, too. The scale builds up right at the hot water fitting. And yeah, right, right where you have that um, that temperature change, where the minerals... Yes, where, well, you, 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 it's, it's actually leaking very hot water vapor, and the minerals are depositing around the fitting. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you have Teflon tape or pipe dope. It seems that you know you always get that thick growth of calcium, almost like coral. And ever since I, and I I just inspected, I have two years of work up there on on the water heater here where I use silicone instead of uh, any pipe dope. And uh, and at home, I I did a water heater replacement about three years ago, and I used silicone instead of uh, Teflon tape and no calcium buildup nothing what do they call what what is the what is the uh 
I can't remember. Is it called galvanic corrosion or something? What? Because I'm wondering what's the difference. Is that what it's called or not electric? No, galvanic corrosion is is uh, electrical. The electrical potential that is created between two dissimilar metals. That's why on a water heater you have a dielectric fitting Union to deal. where um, you know the tank is is not touching really uh, the connections aren't touching metal. So, um, but that's that's a different thing. This is actually hot water vapor on an atomic level uh, oozing out through the hot hot water fitting, and I, I'm sure you've all seen it. Yep. Yeah. It ends you up know, being like a big why. ball. Of like white, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. white, green. Hey John, you ever um, take another company's like uh, product, chemical, where whatever it is, and try to reverse engineer it to see what they're doing? To uh, oh, uh, we, we, before I develop a product, I will I will analyze all the competitive products, such as on on um, you know this is a, a silicone with Teflon, and so uh, I took all the. Um, uh, pipe goes out there that had um, uh, Teflon and I analyzed them all and and uh, what I found was uh, um, some of those products it, it really wasn't Teflon uh, most of it was uh, ground up PVC mm-hmm. and and some some had chalk in it and a little bit of Teflon and because because one of the uh, one of the to optimize this product, I needed to know how much Teflon to mix in with the silicone. Uh, 1%, 10%, 20%, how much? And so I sent out different samples to uh, be uh, helium leak tested and get a leak rate until I found the optimum amount of Teflon to use in proportion with the silicone. And not only that, I was looking at the particle sizes of the Teflon that was used in the other uh, pace. And I noticed the Teflon was uh, large chunks, large flakes. And so we also determined what was the optimum particle size uh, of Teflon to use that would uh, stop leakage on an atomic level. So um, that's how we optimized the product. And yes, we used uh, competitors as a um, uh, baseline. And then, you know, we would then uh, do heating and leak testing uh, and compare the finished product with the other pipe dopes out there. So we know that what we're putting out exceeds what they're putting out. We do that with everything. We do that with the coil cleaners. We'll send out, um, uh, we'll analyze their product, and then we'll have a lab that does um, soil removing testing, uh, test different products and give us a percentage of soil removal. And we want to make sure that uh, our product is removing more soil than the competitor. You guys um, ever think about coming out with a, uh, I think I've actually messaged you about on social media about this before. I need a good beard oil. Good beard oil. Yeah, <laughs> you could sell it. I'm telling you, you'll sell I'm it. Refrigeration you. technologies in the store. People would buy it. Yeah, there's a lot of I beards would. out there. You know, personal care is a different set of chemistry. It's it's yeah. mostly hype. I already used your hand wipes where they're not supposed to be used. And, 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 so does Yamo. I do know a chemist. I do know a chemist, a real good friend of mine, that does specialize in. In personal care. In fact, 
he was the first chemist to combine shampoo with conditioner. Hmm. And yeah. it later became Pert Plus. Brilliant. Yeah. Really? So you could rebrand yeah. that. Rebrand yeah. it. Yeah. Beard well, oil. he worked for the company, so everything he invented was owned by the company. Well, he never uh, invented his beard oil yet. The refrigeration technology beard oil. And you got Bill as your model. Yeah, Bill like, would be a good yeah, spokesperson genius. for it. I'll do videos on it. I'll test the product. He's got his resume there since seventh grade. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Make it flammable or, you know, flame resistant rather. Um, you know, and, and now that you kind of shut down my hopes and dreams of like bathing in a bathtub of Nylog. Um, we could arrange it. If, if if I do come to California, do you think we could like go through all your the competitors' um, recipes and just write them down and send the recipes to that company just so you know? You could you know, write a little note in there and be like, I got you. And let them know what's in it? Yeah, that you let, let them, to them. You could you could you could let them know what they what you know. Be like, here you go. Oh, you know what? When when I get a lab report done. When I have a lab study done, um, on the bottom it'll say, you know, you're not, I'm not allowed, even though I paid for the lab, I'm not allowed to release that lab report without the lab's permission. And if you're doing a competitor's product, I have to have their permission to release it. Wow. Yeah. So we're all going to yeah. jail tonight, people. You heard it here first. There's, 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 there's a, you know, um, a code among thieves, I guess. <laughs> well, you could trust us. Nobody's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, to tell you honest truth, I don't know if you see the chat, John, but everybody in chat, there's some great texts on in chat, and and they're all saying they love the product, uh, they love what you do, and uh, oh, good. Since cool. you got people on the chat, yeah, because the only the only bad uh, the only. Um, Criticism I'm getting from uh, this product is it's too small. So yeah, they got pink all of it. I've got oh sweet, oh wow, an eight ounce and a sixteen. What would they prefer, the eight or the sixteen? Let's do a, 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 a survey. You heard the guy. You heard the Godfather. Put it in chat, guys. What do you like? like what would you buy, eight or sixteen? Let's say what it is, peanut butter container. It's it's, it's pipe dope. It's like the superior pipe dope that the godfather of uh, you know HVAC chemicals invented. Uh, On that that note, I was gonna wonder. uh, This is not a direct complaint that I have. It was just an idea that I had to see what your thoughts and if anyone's ever mentioned this to you. But on that product, um, as far as pipe dope goes, because I know you could use it on gas. Has anyone said like? Since it doesn't have a color and it's clear that like um, like an inspector cannot yeah, see it. Point. No one's ever said that. And in fact, we've got um, this product uh, at UL right now um, for for um, UL testing. Testing UL see. Uh, and the only reason Canada in Canada it has to be UL approved before they can That's use right. it. You know that show. So. Um, We've got Canada UL and we've got US UL um, uh, doing the lab workups on this stuff to get it approved. The, um, the only reason because, why I mention yeah. that is because um, I run into on certain jobs when you're doing like a high efficiency furnace or boiler, whatever, water heater, whatever it is, um, when you're using PVC pipe, I know 
a lot of places don't use PVC pipe for venting anymore. And people are going to hit me for that. But Chicago still does, guys. I'm sorry. I live in Chicago. That's what we do here. I don't care what you do because I am cooler than you. Um, <laughs> but my point is you have to use primer. And uh, they want you to use purple primer so the yeah. inspectors can see that you use the primer. Right? Okay. So that's that was my, my kind of point. Like, um, maybe it needs a color. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I'm not a inspector, but that was only my my thought. I don't it's know. white. Yeah. So can you see it on the joint after your after like on a piece of gas pipe? Can you actually see it? Yeah, you should see his shoulder on there. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. I'm not busting your. Here's a test report I can oh. share with you guys. Awesome editor names on it um i Is found a free brand i found um four <laughs> different teflon tapes we have a blue we have a yellow we have a white and it says red but it was actually a pink teflon tape Dang, now which one pink. do you think had the lowest leak rate the pink, pink. definitely no, I'm, I mean, not gonna I, say I'm going pink, for I'm buying pink. We use pink up here, and it's pretty good. So. Oh, if Canada's using pink, I'm not buying pink. I'll take <laughs> No, I don't know. It's, Which one? Uh, all right, here's the results. Uh, look at the bottom number, and it will show you. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Let me let me share your screen. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me, yeah, I'm, I'm um, solo. Okay. It'll tell you that the blue um, barely beats out the yellow. Mm. Then after that comes the pink and the white. The white is 10 to the minus eighth. That's not too far behind. And these hmm. are all very, very good. Uh, this is a de decay test, 15 minutes. Okay. Okay, we're, we're, we're counting helium atoms coming out of a leaky joint. It's 100 PSI, uh, test pressure, and 50 pounds of torque. Do you, so those, but, are, those are good numbers there. So we're not allowed to... Uh, well, you see at the bottom, if I can show... <laughs> Sorry, I wish I had a... Do not talk about this on television. Union <laughs> <laughs> oh, leak testing approval. So, wow. that is however, there's no competitors in there that we're no no we're uh, doing so so by the way unless you guys seen different uh john i seen eight and 16 everywhere so i couldn't even you, tell you which yeah, was more everyone wants both they want both i guess here's yeah. the thing there's guys that work on smaller pipes they want a smaller jar and there's guys that work yeah. on bigger pipes they want a bigger jar yeah yeah yeah, you just gotta start selling it at Costco in like giant mayonnaise size containers. <laughs> <laughs> or you know when you go to the grocery store and you bring your coffee beans, you could just mm -hmm. just dispense any size jug you want. You know? Yeah. I got a question about uh, ice machine cleaner, John. Okay. So the other day, I had to replace uh, two evaporator coils in a Hoshizaki ice machine, and um, it was still under warranty. It's like a year and a half old. And I don't know who's been cleaning them, and I don't know if that was even the actual cause of the of the uh, the breakdown. But you know, the Hoshizaki's the uh, the stainless steel evaporator plates will separate off of the tubing, and 
I've always been told that's because they were using um, nickel safe uh, ice machine cleaner and Hoshizaki doesn't want you to do that for some reason. Um, and then as I pull the evaporators out and I get to looking down in the water trough, there's all these like little silver particulates uh, just all through the water trough. Like it was thick. It was so thick. I had to suck it out with my shot back. Um, I've heard that your ice machine cleaner, you can use it on any brand. Can you? Yeah, we've sent it to Manitowoc. They sent us um, um, plastics. They sent us an evap plate, and uh, we did all the work up on it, and we sent them the results, and we sent them photos and everything, and Manitowoc no longer approves ice machine cleaners, but they basically put us on their good list, hmm. and uh, and and you know we, that's about the best approval we can get um we with um ice machine cleaners that contain phosphoric acid they will also use a little bit of citric acid and what that does is the citric acid helps the phosphoric acid work better hmm. uh, we are not using phosphoric acid we're using a more advanced acid called msa uh, methane sulfur Phonic acid, and with that acid, you can't use citric acid as a booster. We use another acid as a uh, scale booster. So um, we got lucky there because I didn't know anything about the Manitowoc uh, ban on citric acid containing ice machine cleaners. But even though is. we did send them samples and ingredient lists to Hoshigazaki that. Uh, because we wanted possibly private label to them or get approval from them. And uh, they never got back to us, but I noticed um, just a couple weeks ago, I saw some Hosozaki ice machine cleaner and they seem to have copied our acid. So, <laughs> so, um, Sounds and, like and that's kick right. some acid. Yeah. So we yeah. need to do to Hosozaki. Yeah, story about ice machine cleaners a long, long time ago. Um, there was a company that made a nickel-plated copper. And they had problems with their, they got a bad plating job. And so they had all these evaporator ice machines out there, and the nickel was sloughing off. In order to avoid a lot of warranty replacements, they blamed it on the technician for using too strong of acid. Mm -hmm. And um, then... They said, well, you should only use nothing stronger than lime away. And lime away was green. Lime away. And yes, and, and they went to the main suppliers of ice machine cleaner who were Calgon and Virginia. And the story was told to me by someone from Virginia that they said they wanted the ice machine acid concentration cut in half and color it green. So, and they would approve it for use. And all this was to cover up a bad plating job and wow. not having to pay warranties. So that's the story of the nickel safe. So and that's all green because the lime away was green. I hate it when stuff sloughs off. <laughs> I feel like sloughing off here in a little bit. Actually, <laughs> Craig Egan just said, I was on True Tech getting my supplies. Did you get some refrigeration technology stuff, Craig? Yeah. Um, 
Bill, I don't know if you want to tell the chat where Chris is. The guys who just joined later on where Chris went. Cause people, people are asking where Yamo is. Chris? Well, I don't know where Yamo is, but yeah, Chris <laughs> is... Uh, he's out at some restaurant that some crackheads took some copper off of a uh, refrigeration system so he had to run and, yep. and uh, try to get this thing put back together so the restaurant wouldn't lose their food even though it happened uh, 24 Ooh. hours ago. Yeah. They just finally put the call in. And they're calling them on Friday night, boys. On, mm-hmm. I have, uh, let's see here. I don't know if I could do this. And now, our HVAC correspondent, live from Monterey, Mexico, starring in the highly anticipated segment, Questions for Yamo. <laughs> now, hold on. I brought Yamo in for, I've brought you in for a specific purpose, Yamo. First off, you need to behave yourself. All right. Yeah. Okay. I see you combed your hair, so that's a start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Keep mm-hmm. your pants on this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> my my question is, John, um, I sent Yamo a big package of random cool tools that they do not have available and supplies in Mexico, and one of them was Nylog, and it actually okay. got flagged at the border and they uh, confiscated it, and I was wondering. Is that something that uh, you know is going to be available at some point in Mexico? We have trouble with uh, distributors there because um, they're scared of it. No, uh, we just don't have any major buyers there. Uh, our products are on the higher end, price-wise, mm. and they know they can get coil cleaner a lot cheaper. And they don't care about blue blue soap bubbles because they got someone else making blue soap bubbles for half the price. And they're having yeah. parties with R22 in the air. So yeah. 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 And I don't know about Nylog, but I I don't think we um sell anything across the border in Nylog. I mean, I, I love Mexico. I love Mexico. Uh, it's one of the it's a free country. I mean, you can do anything down there. Right, Yamo? Yeah, you can. <laughs> That's true. We go there to fish. Yeah. Just to fish. yeah. That's pretty it's tame. The pharmacy. But yeah, <laughs> running drugs across the border or something. <laughs> I think You're that's what the fish the, with the fishes. I think that's what they thought was in the nylog bottle. Yeah. Like liquid um, meth or something. Yeah, this absolutely. is this has yeah, got to be I, drugs. I a lot of mini splits, so nylon. It would be nice for me. Well, at least for me. You know, this this reminds me of a of a little show. John, you ever watched the show Breaking Bad? You know what? I got into the reruns, and it was it was like when I was going to college and taking chemistry. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell people that because the first thing out of their mouth was, "Can you make us some LSD?" Oh yeah. yeah. Well, can you yes. make it something? Uh, can you make some C four? Uh, yeah. And and I go listen. I'm I'm learning basic chemistry. I'm not a senior chemist. I mean, you know, I'm just trying knocking off class by class. But now but though, you I eventually got into that, Breaking right? Bad on the reruns. Yeah, and I got I I got strung into it. <laughs> you haven't been tempted to uh, make some side cash. No, not at all. I could make more money nylog big blue and cleaners than than yeah. uh 
I mean, legal money, okay, stuff that uh, will keep me free and on the outside. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a better way to do it. Don't listen to my advice. <laughs> he, and he, you know what? But guys, John's saying that with a Godfather T-shirt on. Come on, let's be real. He's showing oh, it. Oh, it's, grand, it's grandfather. It's not Godfather, anyway, Joe. We'll change the topic, John. We'll change the topic. <laughs> Joe can't read. He just let us all know that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys. Yeah. It's it's been a thing, man. It's been real fun. It's been very educational. I feel way dumber from listening to him describe all the chemistry experiments that he has done. You imagine if we had John and like Big Clive all in the same show, how stupid we would feel? I think... (laughs) CJD, you're not the only one. Guys in chat are like, oh, my God, I feel so dumb. Trust me. I think we all feel a little bit more dumb. I, we could have a goal. We'll have Clive Bergman, Brian Orr. We'll, we'll try to get all like the brilliant people we know together, and uh, we'll melt the internet. Bill Spong. Too. Oh, yeah. Bill Spong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost Bill Spong for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he was basically your opener, John. He was on last week. Yeah. yeah I, I did a podcast with him. I was... It was I was a little tense in the beginning of the podcast, and he just kind of opened me up and relaxed me, and 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 we just had a really nice rapport going, uh, and I enjoyed doing that podcast with him. Brian Orr is also another one. Um, really, I was really a little uptight about doing a podcast with him, but things started to flow, and, and we, we got along real good. But look with look look how easy it was with us. Come on. Oh, you guys are, are a piece of cake, man. <laughs> really easy. We don't ask hard questions. <laughs> We're not smart enough to think of those questions. Yeah. Oh, my, my, I think my best See? question was can you put enough nylog in a bathtub for me to bathe in, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in, okay? I'm in. Hey, I, I wanted to run a compressor filled with nylog. That's a pretty good question. Not really a question, but an idea anyway. Well, I think that I think we settled it for once and for all, though. Everyone, there's a big debate on the Nylog thing. And would you say you ran at 10% Nylog? 10% in the lab test, yes. And it was still missable, fully missable. Means completely dissolved Mm. at Mm. minus 30. Nice. I want to know, let's say 10 pounds of Nylog, because we'll give it a weight. We'll give it a weight. On our website. Okay, but okay. I want to give 10 pounds of nylog. I want to see how much, I don't know what's the tensile there, how long you could stretch it out for. Like, oh. I want to know how long you could stretch it out for before it falls. You know what? Um, we'll, we'll fill a bu- bucket and um, maybe we'll capture uh, Adam on a, a video doing a stretch. We'll have to get him on a, at least a six-foot ladder. Mm. Maybe yeah. That would be super sweet. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things that are gooey and sticky are just right up my alley. This is this is uh, gooey and sticky. You know, love that chemistry. Oh. I mean, I'm you've sold me on your products, and I'm trying to sell my distributors on it. I'll tell you that I'm gonna I'm gonna work on them. So I made I made slime out of shade and glue. So I'm kind of like a chemist, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We know all these great techs over here online are buying them through online, through True Tech Tools, one of the, the big companies. Buy their product. It's amazing, guys. All of us love it. And let me tell you something. 
we have not been very clear. There's been certain people we've been trying to push. John has not paid us a dime, right? Nope. John, we're not taking any money from you. This is not a paid advertisement. Nope. Bill Spohn is not paying us anything. Nope. These are just companies that we believe in, and we think they could help people out. And that's Absolutely. what we're doing, I think, right? That's why we didn't invite the CEO of Harbor Freight onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think that's a good way to end it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 got, I got one more story. Go for it. We love stories. It's the day I shaved off my beard story. Oh, that's a sad story. Okay. So it, 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 it has a happy ending, though. Uh, as you got old, I got older. My gray, my beard started to turn gray and get very wiry. And one day, I was standing in front of the post office. I'm waiting for my wife to pull the car around to pick me up. And I see this little old lady. She's got her eyes just pinned on me. And as she walks by me, she clutches her purse really hard. <laughs> and she walks by me, and then. Uh, just about that same time, uh, a Hispanic lady uh, came up from behind me and, and, and said something to me in Spanish, and she handed me a dollar, you know, and I go, <laughs> what? okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I, Does that, is that telling you something, Bill? Is that telling yeah. you something? I wish and people would give me a dollar. <laughs> I... I I had to shave my beard off that night. That was the end of the beard days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I walk by and people like, you know, they hold their kids tighter and nobody gives me dollars though. <laughs> I think after his story, I think I'm going to go inside and shave right now. <laughs> and in front of the post office. I think that's, uh, that's, that was, that was the, the giveaway. I'm going to put like sticks and peanut butter in my beard next time I go out. <laughs> One thing he lacked to tell about his story, it was around the, the whole Ted Kaczynski era. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Michael. You guys are so awesome. All right. Well, what do you yeah. think, Bill? I think it's time to get out of here. And we're for sure going to have you back, uh, John. It's been amazing. Hey, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Awesome. Somebody say See something witty and funny. Say something cool. Yamo? Yeah. Take us out from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs>